When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Epsok, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. And I feel we could all use some good news today, a little ray of sunshine on an otherwise dark day for many. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of odd that Game of Thrones would provide that ray of light, the ray of sunshine, because it's such a dark and uh, uh, dark and depressing world at times when you really dig into that story. But also we can find comfort in that stuff, too. But also... You'll find comfort in the joy of this property and coming together as a fandom and creating the connections here. And over the last couple of days, uh, we have been uh, waiting to hear some uh, good news from our friend Sir Thomas Atoll. So he goes through some uh, rehab in Florida. And the good news is he is back and up and running with some great calls today. And I'm going to post one right now, and we're going to have some fun. I want to thank all the Daily Thrones fans that continue to be a supportive group as we celebrate this The silly little thing we love so much, but that's what these silly little things can do, provide connections and lessons and uh, friendships. And that's what I feel uh, Daily Thrones is uh, doing right now that was not what I intended when I uh, signed up with Anchor to do this show. It was just me blabbing about Game of Thrones, but because of the ability to take your guys' phone calls and post them and your voices become important, I think we've created a fun little group of some core callers. And as always, if you're listening... And you want to contribute, please don't be shy. This is a very supportive fan group and show here. If you've got an idea or theory or question about Game of Thrones, do that little uh, press a little call button here on Anchor. If you're listening on a uh, the podcast forums on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, head on over to Anchor as well and uh, download the app if you haven't already. Find us here at Daily Thrones and call in. I love uh, hearing all your guys' thoughts and voices and ideas like this fun one here. From our friend Thomas. Hey, Ken. So just kicking around a really crazy idea here. I'm home from Florida and feeling like a million bucks, catching up on all the wrestling I've missed. I know you're a big wrestling guy, as I am. And if you had to book a three- or four-match card uh, with with characters from Game of Thrones and stipulations loosely relevant to the storylines in the show, uh, what would you book? For me, I would probably do four matches, and I would kick it off with Tommen versus Joffrey in a losing brother leaves King's Landing match. I would then go to Marjorie versus Cersei in a flea bottom street fight. I would then go to the Mountain versus Oberyn in a Dornish death match. And then I would go to Jon Snow versus the Night King in a winter sprinter match, which is, which is essentially the same thing as a strap match, just touching four corners. So crazy ideas, Ken. That just crossed my mind. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks for taking the call and have a great night. All right, Thomas, this is a great idea. I am a big wrestling fan. Some of you might be wrestling fans out there. Some of you might not be, but hey, it is a a great art. It is a great storytelling art. I love it. I loved it for a long time. I've worked in and out of pro wrestling uh, over the last uh, uh, 15, 16 years at different times. So uh, I can totally get behind this idea, Thomas, of booking a GOT wrestling card. I'm going to use some of the guys you used uh, what we gonna see here, but let's see what we can come up with. I love the idea of a uh, dragon pit death match between uh, the mountain 
and the Hound, Clegamble. We have to see it. Put them in a steel cage, two lumbering monsters tearing each other apart. I, I, I think that's the fight we all need to see. Then, uh, I'd love to see the idea. Uh, Davos as a, as a manager. I don't think Davos would get in the ring, but Davos and uh, Varys versus Melisandre with Kinvara managing uh, in a Voices of Flame match with the whole ring and uh, surrounded by flame. And if Varys wins, Varys wins, Melisandre and Kinvara have to explain what those voices were all those years. I'd like to see that. Then I want, want a, a triple threat match, a three-way dance. This one's not about feuds. It's just about styles. What can we see here? And I want uh, uh, Arya versus Brienne of Tarth versus Tyene Sand. We're going to give Tyene an antidote. We're going to pull her out of prison. And we're going to have those three in a triple threat match with Lyanna Mormont as a special guest referee. We're going there. Then I want to go to a mixed tag match between Euron Greyjoy and Cersei Lannister. Versus Jon Snow and Daenerys with Jamie Lannister as a special guest referee here. This one will decide the fate of the kingdom. And then in the main event, this is the war uh, to, for, for the dawn. We're going to put the Night King on Viserion. Ice Viserion. Versus Bran aboard Drogon. I'm not saying Bran's a dragon rider. I'm just saying for this match with Danny busy with Jon Snow and Cersei and Euron in the mixed tag match, our main event is the Night King versus Bran. Uh, we'll have a special stipulation no warging. You have to ride into battle. Dragon versus Ice Dragon, Night King versus Bran. That is my main event. All right. How do you, how do you guys think I've, I've done? Now it's time for you guys to pitch your own. GOT wrestling cards. Let's do it. I want to hear your ideas. Call into Daily Thrones and let's talk wrestling in Game of Thrones. Hey, Ken. First, I'm very happy to hear Sir Thomas Atoll is doing very well. That's great. And this is a very fun question. I am a wrestling fan. I was a huge fan in the late 80s and in the 90s, actually, when I was six or seven, touched Hulk Hogan right in the chest because I had an aisle seat at a Philly Hal show when he was walking down the aisle. That's something I'll definitely never forget. Not as, not as big of a fan now as I was then, but I still keep up with it. But anyway, the matches I would love to see, the Battle of the Baratheons, Stannis versus Renly in a ladder match. But instead of a belt hanging, it's a crown. Then I'd love to see Hell in the Cell, the Hound versus the Mountain in the Hell in the Cell match. And then in just a, and then in an Iron Man match, I would love to see the Red Viper against Arya Stark. Hey Ken, Kevin Ross. So for me, my wrestling event is one giant event, Royal Rumble style. Except it's every character that's died that had screen time. And who's playing them are every faceless man. So you can have every person that died in season one as a faceless man putting on somebody's face and them wrestling. And as they're being deposited out, then you go into season two and then you go into season three, season four, season five, etc. But that way, everybody who has died in the show can come back in some form. But you don't know who really is who because they're all faceless men, right? It's my Royal Rumble Masked Men match. Thanks. Hey, Ken, just some thoughts on Uncle Benjamin and the foreshadowing in that pilot episode. Um, for me, I don't necessarily know that it was done on purpose. If it was, 
I think it's an amazing contrast. And if it was done on purpose, I think it was done to show the specifically the growth in John. Um, we see that first scene where Uncle Benjamin and he gives him the big hug and, you know, he's just innocent and excited to go to the wall and, and serve and do his duty, kind of like a, a new cop going to J.I. And um, once you show up there, it's not all that pretty. Um, that being said, I, I actually don't think it was done on purpose. I think it's just kind of now a serendipitous scene when we go back and look at it and it's given us this wonderful moment of, um, of maybe unintended foreshadowing. And Joseph Maul portrays that character so well with warmth and levity. That character could have been very easily overseen in the, uh, the scope of the show. So just a couple thoughts. Thanks for taking the call. Great insight into what we were talking about yesterday here on Daily Thrones about the Season 1, Episode 1 interaction between Benjen Stark and Jon Snow. Uh, Benjen, upon arriving, running up on a horse, kind of surprising Jon while he's practicing his sword play, not part of the feast. Uh, it's an it's a interesting foreshadowing moment, potentially. And, um, Thomas, I agree with you that there's a lot of now depth to that scene uh, that we can look back on and, and and maybe you're right maybe this wasn't intentional from the producers certainly you know it would be a long shot that they thought that far ahead but at the same time i could see them thinking that far ahead benjamin is interesting benjamin is it's definitely got some place in the story and i'm curious especially if he's not cold hands in the book i'm curious to see how benjamin stark factors back into the book story and you're right not not enough Kudos is thrown at Joseph Maul's way. Uh, he has so little screen time in the TV show, both in season one and now season seven. And, of course, uh, when he picks up uh, with Bran Stark in, uh, what is it, five and six or just six? <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Um, but he really brings something to him. Going back to season one, there's a connection there and there's a depth to him. And, and, and while you're still learning these characters, and this is what's some, something that kind of uh, I realized watching it again, I mean, this is like the ninth, tenth, countless times I've watched the pilot, but just watching the pilot again last week at work uh, for a project, while you're learning the characters and all this new excitement and mystery of what's going on, there's something so serious about him. And right away, you see that Ned Stark has dealt with something, killing a ranger, Will, who claims to see a White Walker. And right away, you realize, all right, this is something that is not being believed in the land. We see it as a as a fan base. We see the White Walker. We see them uh, kill. We see, see the see the White Walker kill Raymond Royce and Garrett and, and Will gets free. We know he's not lying, and you get that sense of that look between Ned and Roderick Cassell that why they don't believe him. They don't necessarily think he's lying, which is a great moment from Bran, young Bran, asking his father so he was lying then. So all that's going on in this feast and Robert Brathian shows up and this history and these characters and these funny moments and these character moments are, are happening in front of us as we learn these new characters. And here comes Benjamin Stark. And you're like, ah, oh, who's this? And you get a sense right away that he believes and that there's something bigger to it. And that moment he and Ned have at that feast quietly whispering off to the side uh, almost like Gandalf and Aragorn in, uh, in Return of the King um, you just kind of uh, there's depth to him uh, to Benjen that, that you're drawn to and when he disappears you kind of fit, sense it's important and it's important to John. and you kind of forget about it but it looms over I, it's one of those characters that always kind of loomed over the show like what did that mean what did he mean what was he about 
So his moment, I actually am a big fan of his return. I know a lot of people felt cheated by the final moment with him and Jon Snow, but I love it. I love how it played out. And now that we have this moment, and you're right, Thomas, it's Jon Snow. I want to join the Night's Watch. Hey, Uncle Menjin, you're a hero. And now, seven years later, you've got Jon Snow beat up near death. And what happened to my uncle? And that's all I'm going to get from him. But I've got to listen to him. It is uh, maybe serendipitous indeed, but it was a great moment. And the show is so rich and thick with foreshadowing in other places. I guess I could be excused for believing it's there now. So that's it for today here on Daily Thrones. We could still talk about Benjamin Stark. We can give Joseph Maul some credit. If you have a great theory or thought on what we're talking about here with Benjamin and that season one stuff as compared to the season uh, seven stuff with Jon Snow, let us know. Call in here. If you got a wrestling card, we're not done talking wrestling. Book your GOT wrestling card. Call into the station. Favorite the station so you don't miss a broadcast. If, if you're new, if you're on the daily podcast, consider checking out Anchor on the app and uh, download it and calling in. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on everything here in Game of Thrones on Daily Thrones. <laughs>